This is the Squared Goal Podcast with Mark Morris and Jared Maruyama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Squared Co. Podcast. I am your host, Mark Morris. And coming in with me again is Jared Mariyama. <laughs> it seems like it's been a long time since we've done this. Does it? Yes. <clears throat> is that a good or a bad thing? Or both. just a thing? I think it's a both. I mean, it's, like a, it's fine because it gives us some time. But it's bad because then I feel a little rusty coming back into it. Yes. Uh, But we should have plenty of things to talk about. So that's exciting. We do. Definitely. Um, I want to start with something. I don't want to say small or I don't know how to phrase. I'm just going to jump right in. But our um, so currently we are doing Squared Co-Create this month is kind of a sad thing. Uh, Adventure Time. A great cartoon has finally come to a close, and we are celebrating this show by having it be the the theme for our monthly prompt for Squared Co Create. Mm-hmm. We Jared and I tried to do uh, an Instagram live thing, <laughs> and just like a lot of our uh, live know, attempts, whenever, <laughs> whenever we try and do something like that, it always falls apart. Yeah. So we actually talked a little bit about Adventure Time in that live attempt. Um, but because that I took that down immediately after, because it was terrible. I'm going to ask you again, did you get a chance to see the final episode of Adventure Time? Of course, absolutely, I did. Did you watch it live or did you DVR uh, it and catch it later? No, neither. Hmm. I, so I watched it, but, and this is something that we can talk a little bit about too. It's not that exciting, but there's, <laughs> do, you, do you have the Cartoon Network app? On your phone or on Apple TV uh, or whatever streaming thing I think you have. I have it on Apple TV. I don't I don't watch much on my phone though, so I probably not on my phone. Oh my god, it's the coolest app. So I was just gone for a little like a month um for a business trip and in my hotel I got a Roku so I could mm-hmm. watch and stream stuff while I was gone. And I downloaded or I, the Cartoon Network app on the Roku. And you get, there's so much content you can watch on there. They have, I'm a fan of the original Teen Titans show. I don't know if you are, but they have all, every single episode from all previous seasons you can watch through the Cartoon Network app. And they have a ton of other um, content that you can get on there in full length episodes. Um, so anyways, it's a great app if you are a fan of Cartoon Network and any of their shows. Uh, you should definitely check it out. But that's how I was able to watch the final episode of Adventure Time was through this Cartoon Network streaming app. And what did you think? What did you think of the uh, as a finale for the show? Um, so I am a very, very casual watcher of Adventure Time. I was hoping I would be able to just jump right in and it would all make sense and kind of be a standalone episode. I felt like I was actually pretty lost yeah. when I was watching it. Yeah, It was really cool to see that it was pretty open-ended. It wasn't like a hard wrap-up or like the end of this story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciated that. But as far as like where we were 
um, when the episode started and all the stuff that was happening and that led up to this point, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. The, the last few seasons, I think in general have been sort of, uh, building towards this, I think. So I think this one, you kind of, it helped if you had seen all the buildup, I think, cause it was quite a bit of, I don't know, like myth-making happening all the way up to this for this sort of epic right. battle. But I don't know. It kind of was fine on its own, but I think you got more out of it if you if you were following along. But um, yeah, it was good. It, it could have been more fun. It seemed a little serious for Adventure Time. Like, it was very tied mm. up in its story, more so than being sort of goofy and silly. Um, so, I mean, it was fine for an ending. I think finales for series are hard to do. Um, but right. Um, especially for something like this where it's so kind of crazy, but yeah, I'm sad to see it go, but it has been on for quite a while. So it's probably a good time. What, how soon do you think they'll bring it back? <laughs> I don't know. That's a, I don't, maybe some other version or some spinoff I could see. I, I would be surprised if they actually brought it back, uh, intact. Um, so, cause they've done a I couple of other shows that are in the same style from the same creators or the concept is, and nothing's really taken mm-hmm. off. So I don't know. I don't, I don't see them bringing it back, uh, like maybe a special or something like that or a movie. Yeah. Well, they have, um, Pendle- Pen is it Pendleton Ward, mm-hmm. the creator, yeah. um, and his style of illustration. He's done a few online cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Bravest Warriors. Yep. I actually like the I read the comic book of Bravest Warriors. God, I don't know why. It's not difficult to say, but I'm <laughs> fumbling with that. I haven't really got into the online series. I've watched some episodes, um, and it's f- kind of weird because it's actually, I think it's more catered to an adult audience. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I, but- I've watched a few episodes. I haven't followed it. When you say you, you read the comic book, though, do you actually buy the comic book or do you use an online comic or something? I cannot read online comics. Oh. Um, so I get the... So they have issues, and then whenever an issue... Like, there's... Okay, I'm going to start over. Okay. Try this again. Take your time. So comics come out, you know, monthly or quarterly, however frequently each series um, right. is released. And they usually have a story arc that's either anywhere from two, four to six mm-hmm. um, issues long. And they will usually, once a story arc is completed, they'll put all those together and release mm-hmm. it as a trade paperback, which yeah. will collect okay. the whole story. So I will buy the paper, the trades um, that collect a full story arc. Are you still buying comic books so in general, or do you just get these books now? I just get the trades. Mm. Uh, I don't do individual issues. Unless it's like a collectory thing that has a cool cover or... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe to support like a small artist or a friend that did a, a cover, a variant cover or something. Yeah. There's there's a small time artist, uh, <laughs> Chris Baldy. I think he's an English artist. And he, did, he does this series called Space Captain that I really like. Mm. Um, and every issue he does a Kickstarter just to... You know, because it's he's self-publishing it, yeah. so he doesn't have to handle the heavy cost of self-printing and self-publishing. He does a Kickstarter, and I think I've backed. He's got maybe five or six issues now. I think I've backed every one of them, unless I've missed one more recently. But uh, other than that, and some other odd ones here and there, I usually just do the trade. 
paperbacks. Mm. It's so funny. I never got into comics. Everyone thinks I would be into comics, but I, I never, I never did. Like, uh, there's a couple that I, if I like the style of the art, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like the kind of the alternative stuff, I'll, I'll get it. And I did go through a phase of alternative comics, but um, yeah, never really got into collecting hardcore, not in the way that that people do. So, like, I really don't know the history of a lot of this stuff, but um. It's interesting that you still you're still keeping up with it. It seems like a lot of people have gone over to the app now where you can kind of subscribe and get like every yeah. issue or something from a from a particular company. There's a few different apps and I think Marvel has their own. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the bigger companies have their own specific uh, apps that you can do like a subscription service to so you just get their entire library on your your pad or whatever mobile device you have. Yeah. But for me like I don't know it's a different experience, obviously doing reading something digitally. Um, mm-hmm. But I just I can't get into it. Uh, I've tried it a few times, but it's it's a totally different experience, and I don't really like it. So I feel like they need to create something different. Like it it shouldn't try to mimic the the uh, act of reading a comic book. It should be because it's online. It should take advantage of the fact that you could do a little bit more than just I don't know they, showing these pages. They have done a few things, but it was more of um, like a a re-release mm-hmm. of an existing comic. I know they did it maybe six or seven years ago with um, an X-Men comic where it was they made it digital, but it was like faux animated. So mm-hmm. you can like it was almost like you're watching a comic come to life, but it wasn't fully animated. It was still like in the grid the comic book like grid layout Mm -hmm. but they had really subtle like animated sequences so it was like i don't know a digital comic amped up a little bit but yeah i mean i guess it it didn't really work that way probably depends on how you're viewing it too because if you're looking at it on your phone which i still think that's what most people are doing right Uh, then that's difficult i guess if you're it's probably geared more towards the tablet or the the iPad yeah. user. Yeah, um, definitely. So that still seems very specific as to, like, you have to kind of sit there and hold it in, and you know, I don't know how convenient that is, um, but I don't know. I that's a whole other conversation that we don't have to get into <laughs> here. Uh, so before we jump off of the Adventure Time, yeah, topic. Um, again, I wanted to talk or not talk, but remind everybody that we do have squared co-create hashtag this month is um adventure time and so i have a ton of paper art stuff just lying around that once i finish it i don't know what to do with it here we go so years ago i made a series of characters that exist in these little six by six uh shadow boxes and i have um an adventure time series i did Finn, Jake, Princess Bubblegum, and Marceline. And I would like to get rid of them. So I'm going to go ahead and give it away to either one person gets all four. No. Or four individual or give away to four different people. So if you do the squared co-create this month, uh, use the hashtag and do something adventure time. I'm not sure yet. It'll be either one that gets four or... <laughs> four p- different people get one um but two and if two you're interest- or two and two whatever i don't know if you're interested um i think i posted 
the Finn and Jake images, mm-hmm. or maybe I did all of them. I don't remember. But go to uh, M Squared. That's my personal handle to see the Adventure Time paper art squares that I did. Wow. I'm glad to hear you promote that. You never promote your personal site. I think that's the first time I've said that on the podcast. There's another account. Did you want to promote that or just the we're good? No, that one doesn't. That one's pretty. De- it's defunct <laughs> at this point. Um, uh, but anyways, if you're interested in getting some free paper art, check out the posts um, on my uh, man. I'm terrible at this. I know. I, just, I feel so slimy talking about myself. Yeah, you're doing why. a podcast. It's so funny. Ugh. It cracks me up. Ugh. So it's M squared, E-M-M underscore squared, S-Q-U-A-R-E-D. And uh, you can Uh, find Mark's work there. And you can go back and look at like really old stuff and uh, make fun of him. How about that? Is that better? Or you can look at the new stuff and make fun of it too. It it works both ways. (laughs) All right, let's move on. All right, so you you talked about dames a little bit. Let's just jump straight into that. Absolutely. Um, So we took... (laughs) Jared hates this, but we always end up having to take a break from the podcast right around when we're trying to promote something. Usually so something that I'm trying to promote, but yes, go ahead. At, at this rate, we'll be we'll take a break through all of November so yeah. we'll be able to <laughs> promote DesignerCon at all. I believe it. Um, but we actually, so we just, this past weekend actually, um, mm-hmm. during this record, we was the opening reception for our latest gallery show which was called dames um and jared's going to tell you all about what the dames art show is well we've gone over and over and over it's just female character fictional characters uh from the world of pop culture that's basically the theme we got an amazing ridiculous group of artists together to do pieces for this uh it opened this saturday this past saturday at liana lynn's wonderland in um that's Los Angeles, LA? right? Yeah, I mean, yes. Eagle Rock. So, is that the neighborhood? I always get yeah, confused. I don't under. It's just like New York's got the different mm-hmm. neighborhoods, and if you're in New York, it makes sense. But uh, to me, Los Angeles, LA is all the same. But it, technically, I guess it's part of this neighborhood or area called Eagle Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if if you haven't already seen this work and the lineup of artists that we had. Uh, we're, we're reposting it still on the Squared Co. account, but you can check it out um, at Leanna Lynn's website. You can see all of the artwork, um, and a lot of it is selling out. So if you are interested in picking any up, be sure to do that quickly. Yeah, so some people did prints, not everybody. So a lot of them are one-of-a-kind pieces, uh, and mm-hmm. so a lot of those are selling fast, of course. Uh, but there's still quite a bit available. And then it's fun to just go be able to see the whole show in one in one spot if you're unable to make it out to the gallery. If you are yes. close by, I would definitely recommend visiting because a lot of these pieces uh, look great in person. Like when you actually see them on the wall, um, mm-hmm. I think it's a big difference. Like Tommy's piece, obviously, who did the paper sculpture of like uh what's her name's locker um, april o'neill april thank o'neill thank you very much the lovely and enchanting april o'neill uh whitney pollitt's pieces um you, they sparkle online but even more so when you see them in person so if yes. you're in the area swing by and it's a fun store anyway uh go check it out there's yeah there's a i was um pleasantly surprised to see a lot of these uh submissions that were 
instead of just being a print or something, it was like a, I don't know, there, we had a lot of paper art on this one. Mm -hmm. uh, you just mentioned Whitney Paulette did these, like, I'm Lacker. not even going to try it. It's just this <laughs> really, really, um, it's a different type of presentation for, mm -hmm. for artwork. Um, but yeah, there's, so there's paper art, those Whitney pieces, and um, Venus Jaw is the social media handle for this um, artist. He did a like a trio um, uh, from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And it was on this like really cool wood, like an interesting shape. Um, they're long and skinny pieces that all go together to make form kind of a single image. But just the material, the characters, it really works well with this like this, the presentation and the, the interesting wood shapes that he painted on. Yeah, I wonder um, if he repurposed something, you know, like got some old painting or something and like sanded it down to make these, uh, to, to use it for his, his piece. It's really, really good piece. And I was surprised to see that it was gouache. Uh, yeah. Gouache and colored pencil, I think it said uh, on his thing. That's amazing. It's, it's a fantastic piece. We've posted it several times, but um, go check it out on the site or on his website as well. Um, it's one of my favorite pieces from the show. Really, really nice. And again, another one that's even more impressive when you see it uh, in person. So Yeah, definitely. So let me talk to you then because you're so awkward about talking about this, apparently. Let's talk about your pieces because you did something. You were one of the people who did something kind of different. You did these sort of... Uh, Instead of paper, you did like wood and like a plastic, like an acrylic uh, piece. Mm -hmm. So what made you want to do that for for this show? Like, how did you come up with the idea of doing uh, such a different piece for you? I did two pieces. Each of them were a female character that had a mask of some sort. Mm -hmm. So what I ended up doing was I created the character uh, and then I made the mask of this these characters separate. And you can actually through magnets mm -hmm. place the mask on the female's head and it'll stick there. Right. So right. I did princess Mononoke and Samus and you can actually take the mask off and without any sort of glue or adhesive or anything, you can put the mask back on them and it'll stay in place. Mm -hmm. It's very cool. And great. Thank I, you. I will say this for back to dames. This was the first time that I curated a show and kind of co-curated with you. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think I'll ever do it again. I don't know how, like <laughs> this is basically what you do, like on different levels and different like scales of, of size. Like you can do a little show or a big show, or even just doing merchandise with another artist. Relying on artists is one of the worst things in the world. I love everybody we worked with. They're fantastic. They're they're busy people, and we knew that going in. And so I was just grateful that they gave us the time. But I'm not a laid back sort of guy, as you know, as you tell me. <laughs> so like any kind of hiccup, and I I would just get stressed out. You guys have no idea how many conversations we had, <laughs> or like something a little bump in the road, and I'm typing furiously to Mark, like, oh no, look what happened, and he's just very calm and cool and about it, and then I feel stupid, but. <laughs> Well, yeah, so I, it was very I, well, I will say this. So I've done so many different shows that I've curated mm -hmm. and it's just a, a learning thing. Like it's once you get the the ball rolling and you've got the invite out to artists, you know, the artists that are going to do a piece are going to do a piece and 
they're going to do spend as much or as little time on it as they can. Um, it's just kind of like you got to sit back at that point. So I've learned that over doing this for the past few years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I totally get it. The first few shows that that we curated, it was like I was sending out multiple emails weekly and just bugging people left and right, making yeah. sure that I was knew exactly what was happening with every piece, every minute. Um, but now it's just as much as you can try and keep tabs on a show, you know, it's it's going to come through the same almost the same way, no matter how much you bug these people and right you know, well again put, you you did very well with that you're the pro at this i should just let you handle that stuff but uh <laughs> so never again for me but i will say this because i've been on both sides now like that uh it does give me a little more compassion for the people that are putting these things together not that i didn't have it before but i will certainly be more aware of it when i agree to do a show or or consider doing a show. I We had a couple of artists that couldn't do it and, and could not provide pieces. Uh, and I totally get that. No hard feelings at all, obviously. Uh, I, I've, been this, I've been that person who has said, I thought I was going to be able to do this, but I can't. And you feel terrible and I get that. So yeah. I don't want anyone to, to worry about that. But it is still stressful. It's like putting on a party and you're just hoping people show up to your party. You know, like it feels like that to me. So... <laughs> Um, so, but I don't think I'll, I, it, it was fun to do it once. How about that? (laughs) All right. Deal. Deal. (laughs) So I'll let you handle that stuff from now on. All right. I'm going to move on to something that was super, super fun. So no, no transition here. Right. Um, I'm actually, so I have mixed feelings about this. It's that's from Disney. You know, they had last month a, an auction that, some private seller or private collector was selling a ton of old Disney memorabilia or Disneyland memorabilia. Yes. Yes. Um, And it was unbelievable that this came from a single individual. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even know, like how do you, how is it even possible to purchase these things? Like I would love to buy some random Disneyland ride or, that he had trash cans. There was posters. Um, unbelievable. You probably know more about the individual than I do. Mm, you know, that's um, what's funny is I, I definitely saw the pictures. Everybody did. I don't think you could uh, miss them. Everyone right. in the world took a picture sitting on that Haunted Mansion grave. We saw that picture over and over and over again. Um, so you couldn't escape it on social media. But I did not research like who this guy is or, or where he came from or why he has so much stuff. I know little auctions over the years sell off little pieces and, you know, different things. I don't know if this guy is just at every one of those auctions. Uh, if he mm-hmm. knows somebody on the inside or if it's more of a collected, he knows someone who knows someone kind of thing. But uh, I didn't I didn't look beyond just seeing what was there in the uh, in the exhibit. But it looked humongous. Like it's it, it's like legit could have been a oh, um, a wing in a museum, like a full-on exhibit. It was huge. It was... Um, I like, think that would have been better. Yes, I would have loved to have this be... Like, he sells it to um, a museum, so it's got a permanent location, or even, like, a traveling pop-up exhibit, mm-hmm. you know, like they do with these uh, Museum of Ice Cream and Candy Topias. Yeah. That would have been so cool. Now that it's going to hundreds of different individuals, like... 
this amount of yesterday's Disneyland will probably never exist in the same area like it did for this um, this show or you know whatever you want to call it. So I will say it was a super super cool experience. Yeah. Um, but the other side of it, it is really sad. Like I said, that this may never happen again. And even another level of sadness is it made me like yearn for this Disneyland that I've never ever experienced because this Mm -hmm. was stuff from like the 50s, 60s and 70s, like early, early Disney years um, before I was born. Yes. That I never could experience at all. And, you know, getting able being able to see it like this, but not in its the context that it was meant to be seen. Um, it was a little bit sad that I will never be able to see that Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I, I did have weird feelings going through this <laughs> this experience. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to go. I meant to. I was gonna. I was gonna do it. And that one weekend I had, I think it was like between the Muppets exhibit and that, and I chose the Muppets, or it was just off. The dates were just off, so. Never actually made it there, but I agree. I I felt the same way. It was kind of a mixed bag of like emotions. Like you could almost see him doing like a whole business out of that, right? Like either just uh, like renting the stuff out for parties or something, or or like um, just setting up, like you said, a museum of ice cream kind of thing where you just, you know, pay however much to uh, go do a bunch of selfies. Cause that's what Mm -hmm. it seemed everyone really wanted to do unless you were John Stamos or David Copperfield that you're actually going to throw down the big, bucks for some of these things um, what did, did they buy something do you know what they bought i think david copperfield bought that letter that giant the d, d? yeah mm-hmm. i think that's what i heard and stamos bought something i can't remember i know that he um or allegedly he has some of the other letters from the i think it was the disneyland like parking sign mm. yeah i know he's a big collector um, but I, I i can't remember now i didn't once i saw the pictures i kind of fell off like i didn't keep up with what was happening after that. So it was just like, they had some really cool items. Like the giant D would have been, I mean, you can't house it anywhere. It's like 30 feet tall. Yeah. You need property. Yeah. But, um, and and then a lot of the old posters and signage was really cool, but then they had like just super obscure items like, uh, like an acrylic sign from the eighties that was promoting not, not Videopolis, but like another sort of like dancing thing. <laughs> and it, like the sign just looked super 80s with like terrible design trends. Um, <laughs> and then they had like trash cans, which blew me away. Uh, We're going for like tens of thousands of dollars. I a wanted trash a trash can. can. I wanted that small world trash can. Anything small but world I would have taken. What was weird is some of these trash cans did not say Disneyland on it anywhere. Yeah. Was did not say which land it came from. So it didn't even say like Adventureland, Tomorrowland. Was there some motif or something on it or just There there was one that was from Adventureland or Frontierland was like made out of, you know, faux wood. Yeah. Like wood logs kind of, but other than that, and even that's not even a mark of Disney. There was there's trash cans no mark of disney or disneyland on it at all mark so this is disney people know literally the people know I, and then the collectors know that that is from 1967 uh, uh you know adventure and i you know i i don't argue that but from maybe i'm not super hardcore obviously i'm no, not but yeah it's just 
looking at it, it was just a trash can. I'm not even super like hardcore a, like that. Like I don't, I don't. Oh my god! I'm terrible actually at trivia. Like even with Star Wars, I could do maybe Empire Strikes Back trivia. Um, but you know, oh, like when I'm they terrible at that stuff too. When they're like, "What's the call number for?" The, I'm oh gosh, I can't remember unless I remember the line of dialogue or something. I uh, just yeah, it's yeah. Hard. So I only I only know the movies for Star Wars. Like what happens in the movie and maybe like a pinch of extended universe stuff but oh yeah it doesn't no. happen if it doesn't happen on screen or as part of but even uh, the storyline but like when you say what was the trash compactor number that they're in i couldn't i wouldn't be able to remember that oh god i don't either yeah see so that's what i mean i'm i think i know it well and then someone asks one question like that and i'm like oh gosh i don't even know and then i'm embarrassed and i'm like yeah i'm really not that big of a fan <laughs> I just play with my toys. Not that cool. Yeah. No. Oh, speaking of toys. Yes. So th this is a, a nice little segment here that we've got tasty time, which we've kind of thrown away. But no, we'll try it's coming back, back hard this time. time. I've got a whole um, tasty time this time. So. so I've got toy time for this month. Okay. I bought a, uh, not a lot, but there's some pretty, there's a few big ticket items that I got this month that I'm super excited about. Um, starting with the X-Ray Reptar. So I talked about this. I saw it at um, Comic-Con. Comic right. Where it's it's the Reptar figure or character from Rugrats. And it's not even half of, like, it's split in half, kind of more split into a quarter where one quarter of the character is, like, X-rayed. So you see his skeleton and, like, his muscles and organs. Is this... The same guy that does these all, like Freeney? Yes. Is it Jason Freeney? Is that who it is? Yes. Okay. So, so this guy this does a series of these X, it's called like XX Ray and then character name. So I got the XX Ray Reptar. But yeah, he's done um, DC superheroes. He's done Adventure Time characters. He's Bugs done. Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Uh, Bugs Bunny. A ton of these different characters. And they're all like the, the quality in the sculpts is so good. And especially for like, um, like a mainstream it's not super mass pro yeah it's not like mass produced but there's probably hundreds of these that are oh made. yeah i would think at least um, but the quality on this is unbelievable and all of the whole series from what i've seen at least they're this guy does amazing sculpts and the quality control at least on the reptars this is the only one that i own um is really really good uh where did you get it where'd you end up getting it so I saw it at Comic-Con uh, and I was kind of on the fence whether or not I should get it there. I ended up not getting it at Comic-Con. And then when they released it, this was like a, it wasn't an exclusive, which is probably why I didn't get it at Comic-Con. Um, but it was like an early, you can purchase it before the masses yeah. at Comic-Con. Yeah. So it ended up coming out like two, maybe two weeks after. And I saw it. And when I went to put it in my cart, like, by the time I got to my cart, it was sold out, so I was bummed. Um, but they restocked, and I think you can still purchase it. Um, but as soon as I saw it restocked, because I missed out the first time, right. I got it right away. I think this is an FYE exclusive, mm. um, which is like a, I don't know, like a music and pop retailer. Yes, I think people know FYE, yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, if you're interested in it, you can pick it up there that's where they it's exclusively sold there if it sells out you probably can get it in like aftermarket for way more um but yeah. that's one of the things i got 
Another one that I got, which I also saw at Comic-Con, was the Lego Voltron. Oh, you did get it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just actually right now, like before we started recording, I just opened it out of the box. And it's, a, it's an enormous box. It's uh, like maybe uh, like 18 inches tall, the box itself. Yeah. Um, it's pretty substantial. And then the the actual figure is probably close to if not that height, maybe close to like two feet tall. It's pretty big. My goodness. Um, and it's probably like thousands and thousands of individual pieces. So this is going to be like a Christmas vacation build. Like set up a table where you keep coming back to it. And- yeah, just do it over like a long weekend or a week. Because you, you're not going to, at least for me, because I'm not a super experienced Lego guy. <laughs> like... It's going to take me literally days to do this Oh, thing. I would imagine at least day. I am thinking weeks when you come down to it. Yeah. No, that's why I want to do it like over a Christmas break maybe where, you know, I don't have to go to work. I can spend maybe an hour or two a day and knock it out. That's amazing. Like, I, you know, nothing against this at all. I, 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 a lot of people do this kind of stuff. And there's been things that I've wanted to invest into to do this. I feel so guilty spending that much time doing something like that. Like, it's very cool. And I like it and it's fun. I get that. I'm not saying that. But like, you know, like we'll set up a puzzle and I'll be doing it for a little bit. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? What, why do I think I have this much time to do this stupid puzzle? And then I have to leave it and go go do work. Well, okay. The difference between Lego and a puzzle. And again, like I'm not actually a Lego fan. This is the only Lego thing that mm-hmm. I own. Right. Um, I have a, a Ninja Turtles Krang like knockoff Lego. It's yeah. Like something blocks. Um, but anyways, this is the only Lego thing that I own. The difference is you're actually building like a toy or a figure. Yeah. That you yeah, can yeah. put up for a puzzle, unless you're gonna be a the person that frames it and puts it on the wall. You build it and then you put it back in the box. Right. So it's kind of yeah. There's a time very suck. very yeah. <laughs> There's very, very little uh, enjoyment you get out of a toy. Or I mean, of a a puzzle. puzzle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the act of doing the puzzle. That's what it is. Yes, with the Lego, you end up with something cool. Um, It was kind of expensive, this thing, wasn't it? Did you get it directly from Lego or was it through some other? Yeah, I got it directly from Lego. Um, I don't know how Legos normally are. It was ridiculous. So if I if I were to get a toy this size, it would probably be more expensive. The Lego mm-hmm. Voltron was, I think, like one seventy five. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah, if I think if I got a full on figure, uh, like a two foot figure of Voltron. It probably would be like three hundred bucks. Oh yeah, no, I think the Falcon is like eight hundred, five hundred. Oh my god, it's That's something ridiculous. Unreal. Yeah. Um, um, so I know one of the really cool thing about this Voltron, and this is the last thing, and then we'll move on. Um, I wasn't really aware of this, but Lego has this ongoing contest. Yeah. Um, or like a call, like open submissions, mm-hmm. where fans can build custom build stuff out of Legos and then submit it. And I, th- I want to say it's annually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's, they pick just one or if it's a certain number every year, but there's this program where fans can submit custom builds and every year they mass produce these kits. So some fan created on his own, this Lego Voltron and then Lego ended up picking it up, and now they're selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but it, I think that's such a cool concept. And I know Lego's really involved with their fan community. Yes. Um, and this is this is just it's really cool to see a huge company like Lego. Um, I don't know if I would say give back to its com- like its fans like this, but give them an opportunity to work with the brand. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a way to promote because they've kind of been on this thing where they're promoting creativity now. Like, I mean, the whole thing, the whole point of that Lego movie, right, was like, don't follow the box kind of thing. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I do like that that's kind of the route they're taking. And yes, I think they have to kind of uh, because that community, which I didn't really realize it was such a passionate community. Like you kind of assume, I guess, that there's like crazy Lego people. But the more you look into this company and the communities around it and they have all these like you know, uh, what do you call those cons for like Lego, like brick cons? Or oh, yeah, like they have. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty hardcore. And even I just want to go look at all this stuff. I, and I don't even I don't even buy Legos ever. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's great to see that they are embracing it. They're not like at odds with their fan base. So, yeah. Um, well, good. I can't wait to see that. I don't want anything to do with the creation of it, but I will definitely want to check out the final product. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw so I saw one at um comic-con it looks really freaking cool Mm -hmm. like yeah it does some of these some of these legos like the smaller ones you know you definitely have to yeah stretch your imagination to to get that it is the thing yes um but this looks really really cool yeah and well i think Um, because of the scale too it it helps that you can yeah it's big and the characters he's not blocky but it's because it's kind of a robot or machine there's a lot of angles in there hard angles um, but yeah, this one really cool. I hope that they do a Power Rangers Megazord next because that would be a great, it. great pair to this Voltron. All right. Um, all right. Last thing for Toy Time. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this company, but they there's this company called Arcade One Up, hmm. and they are selling affordable recreations of arcade cabinet, like fully functional arcade cabinets. Hmm. So. They are, it's only 300 bucks and you get an arcade cabinet with up to like four or five games built into it. Like an so, actual arcade size cabinet? So it's, a, it's built three-fourths scale, so okay. three-quarter scale. Um, and, but they build, or they, you can buy a separate riser. So the screen will be slightly smaller, but um, what, if you get the riser with it, It'll be the same height. The joystick will be the same height um, as a you know arcade, a full scale right, arcade right, unit. Right. So it's it's a little bit thinner than the actual units, but if you get this riser, it's the same height as a normal arcade unit. Um, but they have, I think, they're so they're they're available for pre order now, uh, and it's supposed to come out the end of September through like early October is when they're releasing them. What games are these? Is it like uh, home console games or it's supposed to be the old school? No, it's like real arcade games. So they have uh, different packages or different cabinets that you can get. One of them has is a Street Fighter two packet. So like there's so many different iterations of Street Fighter. This one has like Street Fighter two, the original one, Super Street Fighter, like Super Street Fighter deluxe i don't know fantastic there's like four different types of street fighters in this game or this cabinet then there's another one that has um joust asteroids missile command centipede that's all in one unit 
Um, and then there's another one that has Rampage um, and a couple others. But it's a really cool concept. Did you uh, buy super one? affordable. I got the Street Fighter one. Oh, Jesus. And they, I, so this was the first wave. They will, next year, they're going to be coming out with another one. I, I hope um, that they do. There's, so there's three games that I would love to have. Uh, and they all, it's very similar gameplay. So it, I'm hoping they do one of these three. The Simpsons game, arcade game, the Ninja Turtles one, or X-Men. Um, it was like a big multiplayer game where you can have, depending on which one, up to six players at once playing these game um, collectively. And uh, anyways. How are you going to have room for this stuff? Like you barely have room for that land speeder. And now you're going to get these huge arcade cabinets. It's not that big. Relax. (laughs) Relax. Where there's Uh, a will, there's a way. I guess so. Wow. Yeah, but, it's so funny to so, see that something like that happening after you know arcades just disappeared. Now it's all like cool retro. It's like uh, Amazon opening up physical bookshops. It's like what? I don't get it. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Uh, but it's yeah, but it's I'm super excited for this. Um, mm. So I pre-ordered the Street Fighter uh, cabinet. Okay, my turn. Let me show you. I turned on all my right. video so that I can show you what I got in the mail yesterday can't tell you how excited I am about this. It's ridiculous. It's another thing like yours, which is a waste of money. Oh, <laughs> I got oh. my kicks. Okay. Shoes. That's come on. And he, he's not being clever. He's spelling it K-I-X, K-I-X. as in the cereal kicks. So Nike made um, a handful of cereal inspired shoes um, you probably remember them better than I do. Lucky Kicks Charms, Cinnamon mm-hmm. Toast Crunch, and Kicks. But I think that was so, a Wave 2 or something. I think there were some other ones previously. Lucky Charms is my favorite cereal out of that bunch, but the Kicks shoe that you purchased the best looking. was by far the coolest looking one. Yes, yes. So the, this thing... Oh my gosh. Do you use that sneaker app, That S, the Nike sneaker app? Is that where you know? Okay. So they were selling them exclusively through that originally. Like that was the plan. So you had to get up early uh, and order these shoes. So I, I did that, but I've never used this app before. So I didn't quite know what to expect. So I got all set, set my alarm to wake up Saturday morning at like seven <laughs> to order these stupid shoes. And then I went through the whole process, got them in my cart right away. But then they went through this whole process of like, you have to put in your password again, even though you were already logged into the app. Now, Ugh. I downloaded this thing, I don't know how long ago. I have no idea what my password is for this. Oh, so I'm no. scrambling, trying to find what I did for the password. I probably just made something up on the spot and didn't write it down. Uh, and then I had to go through this process of send me a new password, you know, reset your password. So obviously, by the time this thing sold out in like 15 minutes. So by the time I got oh, through the sucks. process, they were gone. So, uh, But they were popping up again. Thank God for my fans. Very kind people, generous people, knew I was looking for these shoes. I've had so many people contact me saying they're at Foot Locker, they're available online, this Foot Locker here has them. And finally, someone uh, told me that they were back in stock online at Foot Locker, and I was able to to get them that way. So um, I don't really buy shoes like you, but uh, I was very excited to get these. So now I just need a Fruity Pebbles shoe, which I think they have, (laughs) actually, but... uh, 
we'll do with the kicks right now. I don't know if I want to wear them though. I'm afraid, like they're kind of expensive for me, and uh, so they look nice. I was gonna but... ask you about this. I so you're a shorts guy. I'm a shoes guy. <laughs> that, I love shoes. Thank you for getting um, me in there. But so I, I we had this conversation before. I love buying shoes, yeah. but I wear them all. I'm not the collector that'll put them on a box or just buy them and keep them in a box or tucked away. Um, but do you wear them until they're gross? I try my hardest not to. Like, do you like, clean pretty... them after you wear them? I mean, look at that. Like, that white mm. on the bottom of the shoe is going to be disgusting. And, like. Well, that's. So, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, if you're not planning to wear these. When I do my pickup um, basketball games on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like, would does it matter if you get the shoe in your size? Like, if you're just a shoe collector. Well, not necessarily saying you, but like, let's say, you know, it's a big thing. We've had right, this conversation right, right, before. Right. Yes. But yes. sneakerheads, it's a whole. Uh, yes. Fandom. Community. Mm-hmm. And like, does it matter if you get your shoe size or do you just want the shoe? Well, here's the thing. So remember how you were saying, like, I think it was around the time of Solo that we talked about this. You like to wear them for special occasions. Like, and that's what I would kind of do with these. Like, I wouldn't, I, I'm saying I wouldn't wear these like daily to the gym, you know, like just to, to eat your cereal, you'll put them on in the morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that's pretty much it. Whenever I eat kicks, I will put on my kicks shoes <laughs> and feel good about it. No, but that's what I mean. Like, I would wear it specifically to something. Like, when we did the Dames opening, I wore my Hello Kitty shoes for the first time. Very uh, cute. Yeah. So, something like that. That's, that's why I would want them in my size so that if I do decide to wear them, I can. So that like, I think there was like 11 and a half was available forever for some reason. Um, Hmm. But I I was waiting for my teeny tiny little boy shoes to come in. So finally got (laughs) the size that I needed. You know, I forgot to tell you this story last time. Uh, You came to my house in, was it March? Right around that, right? Like February, March or something. Right. Right. Uh, and you guys had stopped on your way in and you bought new shoes. Do you remember that? Uh, I bought workout shoes. You bought workout I shoes. I do remember them. Yes. And then you left your old shoes here to throw away. Do you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I do now. I do now. <laughs> so they were in our garage because we were there when you were like, get rid of these. And uh, it's so funny because I forgot about <laughs> them. I didn't think about them anymore. And then all of a sudden the other day I found them in my closet. <laughs> Okay, and, that's uh, creepy. Yeah, they thought uh, <laughs> it was assumed they were my shoes and put back with my shoes. <laughs> so right. I still have your uh, your old shoes. If you'd like them back, just let me know. Uh, Send those right no out. Thanks. We'll do them as a prize in our next <laughs> prize box. Oh, so gross. <laughs> it uh, took me so oh, long just... to figure out what happened with that. I was looking at these shoes I'm like, these are definitely not my shoes. Like, <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, what were you going to say? So... Speaking of um, the giveaways, we so um, I think both of us sent out our prize packs for hitting 25 yes. uh, written reviews. Both of our recipients have received their prize packs. We are actually like four or five more reviews away from hitting oh 50. My so God. this this prize box will not be as heavy as the last one. But uh, if you haven't already written a review. We're super close to hitting that second uh, milestone of 50 written reviews. So uh, we've said it before. If you are in the first 25, you're still in the running for every time we hit 
25 new reviews, written reviews. So right, right. Um, it's still not that many. So you do have a really good chance of winning. And uh, unlike other contests, we encourage cheating. So you can write multiple reviews and get multiple entries for this contest. Huh. I didn't know that. Um, so the only people that are taken out of this next drawing are the people that won this previous one. We will remove yes. them from the list, but everyone else still can go. Um, so make sure you write your reviews. I don't know. I guess it's helping us. I guess it's, it is. I, I don't know. Um, all right. It's just a fun way to get rid of uh, duplicate Oh, toys yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> I, I, I kind of, maybe I overdid it on that last box. I still have to see your box. I didn't check out what you gave. Um, um, I'll have to see. I think you posted it. Somebody Did posted, um, there was one post, um, so it wasn't the whole the whole box. It was just, I think it like highlights maybe the his favorite stuff. Do you have a box um, but anyway, ready to go yet? Because I don't. I'm going to have to start I've, collecting. <laughs> I've got some items that I want to... So... When we had Miguel on and we we're talking all about toys and like how we collect. Yep. I went through a fad when I wanted to repurchase all these toys that I had growing right, up and like right. get the whole series. So I was really into the 90s animated Spider-Man animated series. Yeah. Um, and they actually have really cool toy line if you're a fan of Spider-Man. Right. So right. I had a bunch of them growing up. And then once I got into toys again as an adult, I tried to repurchase a bunch of them. Now, I wouldn't say I regret it, but I'm not interested in keeping them. So I have maybe... That quick, maybe like, huh? Uh, this happened like five years ago. Oh, oh, oh. I um, thought you meant you just bought these things. No, no, no. Oh. So I... There's, they're actually in... I forget the, the toy collecting term, like um, on card... Mint, mint on mint backer, on mob, or yeah. cob or something. <laughs> Yes. Anyways, it's unopened uh, on the the hanging card backer. Uh, maybe like six of these different figures from the '90s animated Spider-Man series. So mm. I'll throw those in uh, this next prize pack. I have what you call Funko regret. Uh, so I have several <laughs> things that I've purchased that I could probably they're sitting on the shelf. Uh, and I'll probably get rid of those. Maybe I'll add some things, but I'll buy some stuff too. I did get this too. I wanted to show you this before we moved on. I don't know if you can see that. So this is the Black Series Gamorrean Guard. Oh, yes. Really I've good. i seen a lot of people uh, posting that. Hard to find. Like I, It took me a long time to find this thing. I had to go to a faraway Target to actually find it. But it's a really good figure. Like A lot of detail in it. The, the outfit thing that they put on him is good. A lot of accessories. Pick it up if you can. A little bit more expensive than the normal uh, Black Series. So... Though. You say that you had to go to a faraway target, so I'm guessing that you were aware of this release and kind of looking after, looking out for it. Yeah, well, I knew they were out there in the wild, and everyone kept saying like, you know, they get like four a shipment, and so they're they're gone instantly. So we were just at a different uh, like strip mall, and there happened to be a Target, so I always check the targets wherever I go. It's just it was a little. I, it's not the one I go to every day, so. The, yeah. I have to say, I think we, we, we probably talked about this briefly before, mm -hmm. but the weirdest exclusive for these Black Series was the Walgreens. Yep. They get exclusive Black Series figures for some reason. Of I, like all the toy stores Funko too, in the they world. Get, um, exclusives. It's really odd to go in there. because Walgreens. 
And I, so I know this because maybe a, this is probably four or five years ago when they released the prototype all white Boba Fett. Yes. It was a Walgreens exclusive. That you gave and these, me. Similar, I have it now. <laughs> similar. Oh, I have a, I went you crazy. Gave me so similar, similar to the, um, Gamorrean guard. Like yeah. you have the old, every Walgreens only got like four or five of them and they were gone right away. And I, you so know, I, no, no disrespect here at all, but aren't Walgreens weird? Like it's like the weirdest yes. people that are yes. in there and yes. suddenly you feel yes, like yes, you're doing yes, something yes, yes. shady and like people pushing around like actual grocery carts in Walgreens. I'm like, how much are you buying here at <laughs> Walgreens? Like I think of it as like, you're sick at like 1130 at night, you know, on a Thursday and you have to go run and get something like that's mm. Walgreens to me. So it cracks me up every time I have to go in there and uh, look for something. But yeah. So when I, I finally found one yeah. uh, at a Walgreens, I bought all of them thinking that these were going to be like super collectible and hard to find and I could resell them. Mm. And they, I think they like, they went for like $20 when you buy it and maybe you can sell it for like 30. So mm -hmm. wasn't, uh, as, uh, wasn't as nice of an investment as I wanted. So now I'm just I giving them away. It's opposite now. Don't you think like it's, you have to buy uh, the crappy figure now because it's the one no one wants, but in 10 oh, years, you know, that's going to be the worst, one everybody wants. In my opinion, the worst mold that I've seen was the slave Leia. Mm -hmm. And that one is the one that I see that's going for not high, but more than the other one. Like the that muscle the, mold of her where she's all like. Well, her face, it was just yeah. seemed a little wonky. You know, the one. faces have gotten much better. I just got the Han Solo one. They did an Empire Han Solo one. And that face is fantastic. Rather, they're doing that digital um, yeah. sculpts now. And it's just amazing. That one I had to get at GameStop, which mm -hmm. is just crazy too that's weird. another crazy place to buy stuff uh that's a weird another weird store for an exclusive um the, i right, hate so those gonna, little stores like that where you walk in and they're immediately sort of chatty with you because it's so small i'm like oh god oh, yes. i hate it i can't stand it yeah i just let me like creep around the store on my own yeah let me be nerdy um so i have a question for you all right can you re-watch well i already know the answer kind of okay. but elaborate for me can you re-watch films like, uh, I'll ask it a little bit deeper. If I'm assuming you can, because I know we both rewatch Star Wars all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a handful of other movies. Like, if you can rewatch a film, what makes it rewatchable for you? Mm, that's a good question. I don't like. Uh, that's kind of how I judge films. Like, it's almost like a different category because there are films that are I like or I know that are good films, but that I don't mm -hmm. necessarily want to watch over and over again. <clears throat> excuse me and then then there are films well, that for some reason i can watch just over and over again like if i catch yeah. it on tv i'll let it play out because i just i'm fine watching it again um, i don't know what that is though exactly yeah i don't either and uh i feel like they're doing it more and more regularly now in actual movie theaters they're uh what's that fathom events mm -hmm. is a thing that yeah they Re like for a day or a week, they'll re-release. Um, they do a lot with Studio Ghibli, mm -hmm. um, but and they're doing it this week with Jurassic Park, which is the Wednesday movie I'm going to go see tomorrow. 
Um, yeah, we haven't talked about doing that it for a while. With Harry Potter, eh. I know the, the past four weeks, they did two um, every Sunday um, for like, you know, they did the first two the first week, the next Sunday, you can catch the next two all the way through the end. Um, but yeah, I was just, so I saw Harry Potter, like, a, like the fifth, fourth or fifth one this past weekend. And I'm noticing that they're doing it more regularly. So I was just curious to see like if what movies are you a fan of that like you would see multiple times? Well, the Fathom events are different because they're in the theater. You know, like uh, I think yeah. that's for me what what makes it interesting is to be able to either see them in the theater again or like some of these things I've never seen, like the Ghibli films. A lot of them I had not actually seen in the theater. So uh, I do like that theater experience when when you can get it. So um, that's usually why I go to those events, as opposed to say something that um, what you'll watch at home or like what you'll actually like put on the Blu-ray player or, or yeah. you know, like pull up on Netflix. Uh, for some reason, there's a but it's weird films for me. Like it's not it wouldn't be what people would expect, you know, like usually they're kind of. I don't know. Usually people like like weird jackassy films, you know, where they're like, Austin Powers, I can watch that film over and over again. You know, it's not like that, <laughs> uh, but I don't know what it is that makes it that way. So something like I've said it before, like the Double Wears Prada, for some reason, I can watch that movie over and over again. <laughs> I never get tired of it. Weird. Yeah. Very weird. I know. I know. Uh, it's weird movies like that, that, that make the cut. And then of course, Star Wars, but even with Star Wars, it's Empire. I watch Empire over and over again, not the other ones as much. So do you uh, have, so this is one thing that like, if it's a movie that I'm super familiar with, uh, Star Wars, obviously, mm-hmm. is there like, uh, an optimum frequency between viewings? Like I've seen them so many times that I'm pretty familiar with it, but I still would like to have a decent gap so that there's something like refreshing with each viewing, you know, that you either. Yeah. Yeah. That you missed you it. See, you yeah. see something new or you rediscover something. If you're watching it like every month, you know. It's, no, 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 no. But I mean, you, like I watch Empire a couple times a year, whereas I don't watch any of the other ones barely at all. Like. It would be so strange for me to think I'm going to watch The Force Awakens. Like it doesn't even occur to me to, to watch that movie yeah. again. I think I, I rewatched that before The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For obvious reasons. But you know what? I I always I probably have seen maybe five times as much A New Hope versus the others because I always get the idea like oh I'm going to rewatch the trilogy. Yeah. So you start with that one, and then, and then like you know you can't realistically you're not going to watch it all in one day it's going to be like maybe over the course of a week or a month so i'll start it with a new hope and then just it'll die out at a new hope the fact i've watched the prequels more on tv than anything else because they always do those tnt like they would do those marathons yeah marathons so whenever i'd catch them i'd just leave it on and that would be in the background like that's how come i've seen those movies uh, more than once because i certainly wouldn't put attack of the clones in the machine but anyway hmm. um i have a bunch of tasty times that we can drill through real quick if we have time for it we're st- all right we still got some movies talk that i want to get okay through, no 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 that's fine we'll do then that, we'll do that. So yeah i want to do a not an update but so movie pass i'm a member of <laughs> I, I bought the thing there's been so much it's craziness i don't know if controversy is the right word kind of like, yeah it's been insane what's going on with movie pass so like 
every other week throughout the summer, they changed their policy. Mm -hmm. So it was either a change in price, a change in service. Um, and now there's air quotes. This is the, the final version of this this uh, service or whatever. Right. And it's pretty shitty now. So Yeah. Are you going to drop it I don't know. or are you going to keep it? Well, I bought it for a year, so I have it through the end of the year. And so they like didn't regardless. change it for just new people? Like everybody's account is affected by these changes? Right. So the way it works now is it is so stupid. This makes, I mean, I guess it makes sense because they're trying not to lose money. Mm -hmm. But they pick like anywhere from six to eight movies per day. So they pick six to eight movies that qualify qualify you to use the movie pass on if the theater you're going to doesn't have isn't screening these you can't see any movie like Fantastic. you can't trade and it's always like not i don't want to say obscure movies but either older movies or like the new release for the week they'll only let you see it on like a tuesday um or like a weird day so it's they're not user-friendly at all yeah. anymore. And it's like, I can't remember the last time I checked the app and a movie came up that I actually wanted to see. Uh. Um, and you can only see three movies a month. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So it's like, it throws the whole reason you get the movie pass out the window. So did they um, offer to refund it when they when they make these changes? Because it seems like you paid oh, for no. something, <laughs> but then they can't just change it, it seems like, or they should modify something. Uh, I'm sure they've got tons yeah, of well, lawyers yeah, writing this stuff but. up. And like, I mean, to be completely honest, like I've way over got my money worth on this thing. So I think I spent $90 for the year and using the movie pass. I've probably seen like 30 something movies. Yes. You're unusual. You are a part of the problem more. actually for them. Uh, they probably so, weren't predicting that, but do you have a sense of what went wrong? Uh, they lowered the, so a, a movie a day for $10 a month. Like any idiot knows that that's impossible to be financially successful. Mm -hmm. Like, if you go to one movie in California, that's over $9. Right, exactly. But are they going by sort of the gym policy where they assume people are going to sign up, pay a monthly fee, and never so, go? There's that. And then on top of that, they were trying to just grow their database like crazy. Yeah, yeah. So they can sell um, like targeted ads. So they'll partner with a different type of movie. Mm -hmm, right. And because I'm part of their email list, I'll get... Like eighth grade was a movie that they pushed through the email blast a lot. Oh, I did want to see um, that actually. Yeah. And a few other ones, but like, and every time you open the app, like that movie will be a suggest on the top of the suggested mm -hmm. movies. Right. Um, so that was another way that they're going to try and make money was targeted ads. Yeah. Um, and then I heard this rumored and I don't know if this is true, but they're trying to sell data to movie studios. So, Let's mm. say, you know, they've got 10 million subscribers or users right. to their app. They can see the movie buying history of and like be able to categorize it. So this demographic saw this movie this day of the week, blah, blah, blah. Um, so it's like really, really specific information that you can't get anywhere else about who's going to the movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but anyways, I don't for. <laughs> there's 
they're doing a terrible job maintaining this business model. Um, every single month, they're like hundreds of millions of dollars in debt, and it's only growing more and more. So it it seems like they're on their last legs. Um, I would hope so. If they're going to con- continue to exist, it's going to be on this stupid model where it's you can't even see a movie you want, so it's not worth it. Um, but the the positive in all of this yes. is that there's these other movie apps that are coming mm-hmm. um, because MoviePass has made such a splash. And like from the studios themselves the, or like the theater chains doing them or just a different... Right, so AMC yeah. has this thing called the A-List, which is the best one I've seen so far, which I purchased um, this past month. So with the AMC subscription, it's $20 a month, but you can see up to three, you can see any three movies per week. So uh, that includes IMAX, 3D, uh, new releases, any movie at any AMC, you can see uh, three movies per week. Mm. That's good for twenty bucks. Yeah. So that and again, I don't. I mean, depending on where you live, but in California, the average ticket price is like fifteen bucks, give or take. Mm. So if you see two movies, you already are got your money's worth. I think those are Los Angeles prices, but yes, yes and it's very for exciting. some reason, <laughs> I don't know if this was like the first month, uh, you get like bonus points or something. But every I went to see two movies with the this new subscription. Mm-hmm. And both times when I went there, so I don't have to pay for a movie ticket because it's part of the subscription. Right. And I go to the concession stands. Um, every time you accumulate so many points, it translates to dollars that you can use at the theater. So <laughs> I went two times and it, I got a, like a popcorn and drink. <laughs> and I had f- it got $5 to use at the concessions. <laughs> And then the next time I went, I got another five dollars. That's like, amazing. It's like <laughs> I don't, I don't, I can't wrap my head around it because I'm going to the, I'm seeing a movie. So that brought your popcorn and drink down to thirty bucks, then, right? Like that's great. <laughs> no, so seeing a movie ticket, a popcorn, and a soda, it cost me like less than ten bucks, <laughs> which is. Un, like unreal yeah Anyways. that's very good it is but you go a lot like that's that's the thing like but that's what the thing i was uh, it happened both like back-to-back visits yeah see look at which was it, weird it worked. To me. like it sold you you're like so happy with your purchase now like they know what they're doing it's a, i guess i don't know but yeah if if you're around an amc i would suggest looking into what it. are you drinking um, at the movie theaters deal. these days are you doing the coke zero coke sugar zero but hell yeah well i didn't know because you were so anti coke zero sugar oh no it's not nowhere near as good as the original coke zero but that's you know it takes its place beggars can't be choosers now very good very good all right that's enough on movies I know. I have to look at your list. I haven't been paying attention. Like I certainly fell off. I was doing pretty good there for me for a while, and then I just I have not been going at all. I can't remember the last thing I saw. I feel bad. In fact, I finally yeah. I finally canceled my Netflix discs because I had oh, no I had Black Panther sitting on our DVD player for like a month, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like this is ridiculous. well, it, you can stream it now. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I did when I saw that it popped up on streaming. I'm like, forget it. Well, this is a waste of money. So I sent back <laughs> Black Panther and Paddington 2 uh, after having that for like a month and Which a half. Which I think both of those are on yes, stream. They are. Yeah. So I said, um, you know what? Well, actually, I don't have the time. I just canceled it. 
One more movie, and this can be quick because it was stupid, but I wanted to ask you what you thought about Happy Time Murders. You know, I know we talked about this and I just have been I so know, busy. I, I did not see it. The reviews were like really awful. Like, like. So I, I'm more interested in like just your overall thoughts on this. So it, it is um, direct, I think written and directed by Brian Henson, um, which is the main reason I wanted to ask you about this or get your opinion on it. But um, I know you haven't seen it, so I'm going to just do like a quick rundown of the my thoughts of the movie because I did see it. Oh, you it. did go. Okay. I, I'm not against the idea, like a totally adult style humor with these Muppet type puppets. Um, I think that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Just the execution yes. for this was horrible. Like this was like... Like high school kids trying to write South Cor- South Park yes. style humor jokes, right. Right, 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 right? And it just fell super flat. It was not funny. It was very poorly written. Um, and a lot of the Muppet stuff, I felt like the puppetry—they're just—it was a gimmick to be a gimmick. Like they had way too many shots of Muppets walking, you know, with no strings, mm. similar to. Kermit riding the bike on his own. Yeah. Like there was a lot of that that just seemed unnecessary. Um, But overall, like, again, I I think the concept could have was fine. I'm not against adult humor with Muppets or puppets. Um, But the, the writing was just terrible for this movie. I, yeah, it, it didn't, I don't know. It didn't look great. Like I like you, I agree. I'm fine with the uh, an adult puppet movie. That's fine. No, no problem at all. I think something like Avenue Q did it very well, where they are they are embracing what people like about puppets and and Muppets, uh, and then sort of sending it up, uh, and and then having um, you know adult themes more so than just being absolutely disgusting with these puppets. <laughs> Which is yeah. what it looked like this one was relying a little too much on. Um, but uh, yeah, no desire so, to see it. Maybe I'll catch it on Netflix or something, though. Just I just, because Brian Henson is attached to this, I think it, I don't know, it, it makes me, I don't know if disappointed is the right term, but like, you know, because he's the the son of Jim who created this this mm-hmm. mainstream puppet world. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just, it's disappointing. I guess that is the best, the best term that I could come up with. Well, um, I'd almost want it to be an offshoot of, of a different company, not so much so closely tied with the Henson stuff then. You know what I mean? Yes. Like someone that's, who that's left Henson. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's, yeah, just different. Like, I don't care if they do something like the dark crystal where it's more of a, less of a kitty show and more of an adult, like, like, uh, you know, geared towards adults, not, dirty <laughs> yeah but just right, like right. Uh, more adult themes uh so something like this though i just i don't know i i guess if they pulled like ted i guess it's if it was supposed to be like ted yeah i don't know but yeah it was that was disappointing so anyways let's switch gears to something more delicious yes i think it's time it is tasty time well we actually have both have donut stuff i think this time right you actually have donut stuff this time do too. i yeah and i don't think i do santa clara um <laughs> so well this will remind you so i went to voodoo donuts for the first time oh um, okay go in, on in uh, uh when i was going down to la uh, before the show I, I stopped off at universal city walk there or whatever they call it and they have a voodoo donuts there most expensive donuts ever in the world uh and then you had to pay <laughs> for flipping parking 
like you were going to the <laughs> theme park, which is just stupid. Um, and so, but, um, you know, it was like a touristy thing to do. And um, yeah. the donuts were fine. One of them was actually pretty good, but nothing unusual. Um, so, um, yeah, I did that. Got the T-shirt. Again, ridiculously expensive T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there, I did it. It's done. What did you All do? All right, so my donut was uh, it's very, very similar to Voodoo Donuts uh-huh. called Psycho Donuts. Same um, thing, right? It's exactly the same thing where yeah. they just they get a cheap, traditional style donut and just put a bunch of random toppings on it. Um, yeah. It's like, it's got, Cheetos like, and M&Ms plus. Yeah. I think I got like a, there was an Oreo one. Yeah. They called cookie monster. And then there was uh, something with captain crunch and crunch berries on it. Um, which the best part of that was that there was captain crunch on it. Yeah. So. That's a, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, it's cheap donuts that they try and dress up with a bunch of craziness. So it's more Instagrammable than it is f- tasty. Right. And we talked about this a little bit before, though. But somewhere like um, Sidecar, where I think they're doing serious donuts. Yep. <laughs> they're not doing these cartoon donuts. Uh, I yeah. seem to be turning more towards that. Like, that is more interesting to me now than... Um, just yeah. putting insane stuff on donuts. So. And you know what? Every person that I've asked that has been to Sidecar says that that's the best donut yes. that they've had or the best donut place. So we, uh, Tommy Perez has yes. been there and confirmed this weekend. He also confirmed Sidecar is the best. Um, Jedi Robbie's, Patrick, he has been there. I know that we've talked about this as well. Sidecar, he thinks is the best. Um, but like so I, far, like so far the best. Like nothing's come close. So I, if you haven't yeah. tried it yet, people go try Sidecar Donuts. It's worth it. I do. I mean, and we've said this again before. So this will be the last thing we move on. I love Krispy Kreme, but it's a different caliber. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, donut. totally like, different. Krispy Kreme is like a fast food donut it's like in to me in and out would be like the best fast food burger right. but not necessarily the best burger in the world it's cheeseburger um, day i was going to yeah. ask you that what do you have a uh, are you a burger guy in general uh i really like them but i'm not like of i wouldn't consider myself a fan i would consider myself a fan of pizza i love pizza right um but uh burgers i like them but i'm not so you don't have like a place by you that you're like, oh, this is the best burger that you should go to. No. Yeah. But no. pizza, you definitely do. I remember when you came here, oh, we didn't have pizza. like a, a fancy little place here to go to. So we didn't get pizza because you were so snooty about it. But uh, it, <laughs> is that the place that you go to at home? Like a like a little place, like a mom and pop place? Oh, there, yeah. So there's a place that I grew up going to called Amici's and there's a oh. a handful of them in California, so it's not like a ma and pa place, but right, it's a right. small chain. small kind of chain or small franchise. Yeah, so that's my favorite pizza place. When I was traveling this past month, I tried out a new pizza place called Pizza My Heart, which you probably are familiar uh, with. Of course, I grew up with that. Yeah. Well, not grew I up with that, was but yeah. Su- I was surprised because it's kind of uh, it's it's kind of like a chain, but it was really good. It's kind of California pizza, pizza I, don't you uh, think? Very good. Yeah. It was very good. I was very pleasantly surprised. Oh, well, that's good to know. I didn't know that. Um, um, that's a college I, thing for me. Um, 
What else do you got on your taste? Okay, time? back to donuts. I do want to say this really quickly. Went to the donut festival here, the Sacramento Donut Festival. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. I couldn't believe how awful it was. Now, Are you the, serious? The best thing about it, yeah, and you were supposed to go with me to this, but good thing you didn't. I kept saying, I'm like, oh, Mark would have been pissed if he came to this thing. Oh, man. Um, now I don't feel so bad. Did, I was actually like looking forward to trying to make the one next year. No, but, it's not worth it. Because it's such a great like idea. It you is. Go, you, you pay a ticket price and you you get all once you cross that threshold you get all the donuts you would think yes that's how it should work and um you pay a lot but it's for charity the money goes to charity <clears throat> which could be part of the problem uh, as good as that is like it's great that it went to something good because it was a terrible event um but uh so you get uh they have all these vendors there and they tell you beforehand these Eight vendors are going to be here and come try their donuts. You get in these mega long lines. They give you a quarter of a donut. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever they choose to give you or whatever they chose to bring to this thing. It's not like you just have this cart of donuts that you choose from. Uh, and so then you wait forever for these donuts that they've obviously had to make either the night before or like, you know, earlier. So they're not the best quality. They're not making them there. And then... Um, or you can buy more on top of the ticket price. You could buy – some people oh, brought more donuts terrible. than you could buy. Yeah, terrible. And then you can get coffee, right? So that's part of the thing too. You get this little like thimble full of coffee to sample the coffee. And then you can buy a bigger hell? thing if you if you wanted it. Um, but the lines were just crazy. Like half the vendors they said were going to be there weren't there. And oh, um, yeah, we were done so fast. And if I didn't – buy donuts from this one place because i'm like we got to try something and they were good but not enough to save the whole festival and then there was like ice cream in there it was hilarious we waited in the longest line for these beignets they had which was you know fine whatever we get up there and they they're frying them right there which is good and they pull out this little beignet right it's a little tiny beignet i'm like oh that's good like we'll get to try this they cut it into thirds <laughs> Oh my gosh. It was hilarious. Stupid. Yeah. So we I was done in like half hour. We're like, okay, we're all done here. Don't need to stay for that. Ugh. Uh so you didn't you dodged a bullet there. Uh the last thing I went to that was big since uh, since our last recap is uh, the Hello Kitty Cafe in Santana Row in San Jose. So this is not the new one that opened close to you, which is super fancy. Mm. Uh, but this is the smaller one. Very cute. Completely 100% marketing, which I love. <laughs> I don't say that with any disgust. Like everything was cute. Um, the food, the the food was good actually. Um, it was frozen though. You could tell like the ah. the cakes were frozen well, that, because they that's had good to, to know, know because I you just said there's one that opened pretty close to me mm -hmm. that I'm looking forward to to checking out. Um, I know it just opened this month, so it's supposed to be like super crazy and crowded. Yeah. But they have so this one that's close to me. I won't talk about too much because we'll save it till after we actually experience <laughs> it. Um, but they have similar to like Club Thirty Three. There's like it's not secret, but it's like yeah, you have to you have to have a reservation to have access to these back rooms, which are very um, small, like super tiny. Yeah, so I'm excited to you know whenever I'm able to experience the full. Uh, Kitty. I don't know everything that that 
the, the, everything that the <laughs> this cafe has to offer. I think that'll be a little bit different. That one looks a little more elaborate. Like they probably have more of a kitchen and, you know, like it's not so much like this place was tiny, like a little counter that was basically in a store. So um, everything was frozen yeah. and shipped in and uh, it was just, but again, the marketing and the look of it was very cute, very well done, very expensive, of course. And it must've cost them a fortune to be in that particular shopping center. It's one of those, you know, all those fancy, um, outdoor malls now that everyone's doing where it's like apartments up above and high-end shops down below like everything has to do it looks like a european street um so (laughs) uh it was there but it was you didn't go to santana row while you were in that area no Mm -hmm. i don't even know what that is oh okay (laughs) well next time maybe next time maybe next i'll have to go down there when you're there um the um okay so there's a couple quick things that i have Mm -hmm. and we'll wrap up for this episode um, since we talked about some of my work already, I'll do Here we <laughs> one more thing that I want to talk about that I did. And this was like, it's weird. So you have done a lot of work that exists in the real world. So this <laughs> is not as exciting, but this is like the, one of the first things that I've ever done. That's like out for people, the whole entire world to see. Mm. I did an illustration for the Waze app. Yes. And you can actually, if you are a Waze app, I don't know, if you have Waze on your phone, yes. you can see my little Mazda icon illustration mm-hmm. that I did. Um, so you can like customize your avatar on Waze. And now you can choose a Mazda MX-5 Miata. And if you do select the Mazda Miata, what you are seeing is my work. That's fantastic. So I, so I got to watch you kind of do this while well, you were telling me you were doing this. Um, but yeah. uh, to see it. I was actually the- hoping for some more tips and tricks from you, but you're kind of just like, ah, figure it out. No, that's not true. <laughs> you figured it out. Um, uh, I just wanted more handholding. Yeah. You know, or I, maybe I just wanted to complain more. I think so. I think you thought I had some magic tricks that I don't. I'm like, well, you just kind of do it. Uh, so, but yeah, it is very exciting to know, like, even if it's something that your name isn't on, but to think of how many Mm -hmm. people see it or use it or, uh, you know, that's, that's pretty amazing. So congratulations on that. That's the first, that's not the first thing, is it? Um, You've done other similar kinds of things. So I've done stuff, uh, with Sinopolis, like, you know, you can see some digital ads on their website and then like physical stuff in their theaters, but that's so specific to their theaters. Um, but ways I feel like is used around the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and not that everybody is a fan of ways or will care about customizing their avatar to be a Miata. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that it's possible to be seen oh, by absolutely. around the world. Is uh, it's yeah, it's the first thing that has this big of a reach. I did a the hostess Easter line was one of my first big projects, and I was just thrilled that that they, like I went into Seven Eleven and I saw my packaging. I'm like, oh my gosh, oh that's so cool. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's not like your names on it or anyone even really gives a crap. But for you personally mm-hmm. to see that thing out in the world, that's a big deal. So yeah, I totally. I get that. The the first like big things and this is almost embarrassing to say, but like I get super emotional when I see shit like this where, you know, the first gallery that I was in. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. I did a paper, two paper pieces for um, a 
Gallery Nucleus. Yep. They had an a- Avatar The Last Airbender show um, or group show. And both of my, I got two pieces that I made that both got selected to be in the show and both of them sold. Um, and I think they both sold on preview night. So like it, all of this was all firsts for me. And I remember like just clicking to see it online and it had the red dot next to it. And I got immediately got teary. It's so funny. Like you are not uh, a sentimental person. You are, but you aren't. Maybe it's just with you. <laughs> it's with your own stuff that makes you tear up. But no, I totally get that. Everything. But it's funny how personal it is. Like it's it's difficult to share that with someone because very few people, I think, understand the yeah. element that makes you emotional. Like they'll be like, oh, did you make a lot of money? Well, no, but it, well, <laughs> you know, like that's why I find like these, like we said on the freelance episode, these goals become very personal and, and like your own little. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, excitement thing. Um but yeah, congratulations uh, on it. That's great. Oh, that reminds me of uh, a friend of the show, Cole Roberts. He recently mm. got uh, in Highlights magazine. That's fantastic. Yeah, and you know that's another thing that's like I don't I have no idea what rate he got or you know what the project paid him, but to be able to see your work in such a you know an iconic magazine, mm. um, I have to imagine for Cole is probably a similar kind of feeling oh absolutely that little brat just went freelance and that's his first thing (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's really cool um to be able to experience something like that. absolutely and i like cole so i'm happy for him if i hated his guts i'd be like yeah whatever but uh because it's our good (laughs) friend cole i'm very excited for him and and i was thrilled to see that uh he shared it on his instagram stories of opening that first page and stuff so good for him that's uh fantastic um let me see. All right. I, Last thing that I have, and then if you have anything else, you can add okay, to it. Okay, um, quickly. But this is so, like, this is another reboot thing of a show from the 80s. Um, and I wasn't even really a fan of it in the 80s, uh, but it's Care Bears. <laughs> I am so excited for this new show. I, the character designs and everything is so freaking cute, and it looks so cool. Like, I have seen, there's zero trailer for it. There's zero animated, like there's no animation. There's no voices. Like I don't know anything other than the look. I don't know if it's catered towards like kindergartners or middle school kids or whatever or adults. Um, But just what I've seen, like I want to buy all of this Care Bear stuff now. What? Just because of what I've seen. It have you you've seen it? I've right? seen some stills from it, but I was kind of Yeah, they look so I don't know. I don't know why of all of the things, like this is the one of the things I'm getting excited yeah, for. Yeah, that's really weird. We're switching places here. Um interesting. Um I'm definitely gonna watch it and check it out. It's not on yet though, right? Like it hasn't premiered. No, they haven't even there's no trailers, there's nothing other than stills. I mean, is it, it coming soon or is it like a year away kind of thing? Uh I think sometime next year. Hmm. I wanna say it's sometime in twenty nineteen. Um and I'm I hope this isn't the case, but I think it might only exist on the Boomerang app or hmm. Cartoon Network app. Well maybe it'll start there um, and if it takes off it'll it'll yeah, which is, you know, like I said, with uh, Adventure Time and Teen Titans, like I'm watch, I'm using the app to watch cartoons, um, but I do think it's a kind of a different feeling if it, if you know it's made for an app versus uh, oh, yeah. Like yeah, 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 live yeah. TV. 
But um, um, you know, like adventure, that's, that's all I got. Adventure Time could have been an app thing. The way they make those episodes and they're so short and small, like I could see. Well, that yeah, similar to all of the what Frederator shows, yeah. and we talked about the uh, Bravest Warriors. Right, right, right that right. is completely an online show. Um, I think. Uh, I don't know if you've watched this, but Final Space, I think, started off as like an online thing. Mm. And then uh, that actually, that is a surprise hit for me. I loved that show. I think there's only like eight episodes for the first season, um, but it got picked up for a second one. So that's coming. Uh, but yeah, I really loved Final Space. It looks like they're doing another Avatar too, right? Is that, I posted They're doing that a live action avatar series for netflix oh i thought they were doing another animated one too though no just a live action so as far as i know or what i read there's so they did cora which was like you know years after the first avatar series okay um that was a follow-up series and now they're doing avatar live action Hmm. weird which it's kind of yeah i I don't know. Are they going to be like, Asian? Are they supposed to be Asian characters? Uh, they're not. So it's not like, it's not Earth. So you don't know. But it's very heavily influenced by Asian culture mm-hmm. and um, like history. Mm. But I don't, there's not, there's no real race in what? these characters. I don't know. We can talk about this later when it comes out maybe. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll I loved the cartoon. It's Did you Avatar like the movie? Of my favorite cartoon series. Um, I didn't hate it, but it was definitely different. Underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're Okay. We'll save it. We'll save it for that. Uh, when it comes out, then maybe I should right. try to watch the show or something. Everyone's been telling me to I watch that would, lately. I think you would like Avatar, the first series. Mm, okay. We'll have to look it up. Um, so I have a bunch of stuff to promote. I'm going to do a big vomiting of self-promotion right here. Do it. I've got it. Uh, a signing at Wonderground Gallery coming up Saturday, the 29th of September. And uh, we're releasing Nightmare Before Christmas merchandise finally. I'm so excited. I, I oh, designed this very cool. so long ago. And uh, we're finally releasing it. It's just merchandise for this release. It's not prints. So it's just the artwork on a bunch of different things. And I don't even know exactly what there is. But uh, that's coming. In addition to that, and I will be showing this on my social media pretty soon, but I might as well announce it here for all 17 of our listeners. Uh, we are doing another vinyl release, uh, and this one is the clock dolls from the uh, Small World uh, facade. Um, and so there's a couple of different dolls. I'll start posting pictures of this on my social media, so stay tuned for that if you haven't already seen it, depending on when this episode is released. So... Um, yeah. How many characters are there? Ah, oh, gosh, I think there are, oh, I don't even remember, 12? Did I say 12? Maybe eight? I can't remember. I'm trying to picture the box. Now. I didn't bring on, uh, in here in front of me. <laughs> anyway, I'll post a bunch of stuff online, but I'm very excited about that. That's one of my favorite things of all time are those dolls that come out of that clock. And mm-hmm. um, to actually have toys of these things for the first time, I think, I don't think we've ever had toys of these characters uh, is just thrilling that's something that makes me tear up when i first got they sent me a sample (laughs) box that makes me cry all by myself into my little toys uh so that will also be released on the 29th come by the gallery there 11 a.m to 1 p.m i'll be signing um come and say hi and say short sky or whatever it is uh mark has oh yes please please i'm still waiting for some to hear about somebody uh referring to jared 
IRL as the shortest guy. <laughs> with, IRL. With, without me prompting them, because it's happened a handful of times it, with me prompting them. It is but, out there. A couple of people on social media have mentioned it, but in real life, not yet. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We need this to become a thing so we can start making Shorts Guy merch. Yes. But if you guys aren't doing it, you're not getting your Shorts Guy merch. Yes. So Let's make it putting a thing. It out, it's putting <laughs> it on you guys. Uh, other than and, that. And then yeah. if that happens, maybe I'll get my shoe guy um, oh, print. Or no, a yours is gym guy. You're gym guy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but shoes are so much cooler. Mm, that's not as funny, though. Um, mm. I guess you can put a um, cutify like a dumbbell yeah. or a oh one of the, the plate, the lifting plates. You can tell me what to do since you're a gym guy. We are actually, <laughs> I, I think we're actually going to go to the gym. So we should probably live stream that or something. We should do something. Uh, That'll nope. be that. hilarious. Mark, totally killing me. Um, uh, so we got designer con coming up. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and then, uh, next month in the middle of the month, I've got Adobe max. I'm going to be at Adobe max this year. So if you're there, come say hi. We're giving, I did a poster for shorts uh, well, guy, shorts guy, one of the sponsors, come say hi, get a free poster and, uh, catch me while I'm at the booth selling stuff. I'm a booth babe. Ooh, maybe I'll be like, exciting. like shorty shorts guy. <laughs> Man. Imagine if you were only in your underwear. Oh yeah. It'd be just weird that would make me vomit so i can't imagine what anyone <laughs> else would do um but that's it that's what i got all right so that's it uh we're going long episode yes 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 um lots of stuff uh we'll maybe leave some stuff links in our show notes i haven't been good about who that. knows yeah <laughs> i haven't been good about um that. but <clears throat> Thank you so much for listening to this long episode. We really appreciate it. Um, But that's it for today. We'll see you later.